Christ to his Father in John chapter 17, verse 18. As you sent me into the world, so have I sent them into the world. When we gave our lives to Christ, when we, when we talk, take on the title of Christian, we must remember to not only are we called to not be, to not be of this world, but also that we need, that we are sent right back into, and into it on a redemptive mission. Jesus gives us the commission at the end of John's gospel in chapter twenty, verse ten. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. Those that Jesus calls, he also sends. And this sending of is of the utmost significance and importance because those who receive us, the sent are actually the sent are actually receiving Jesus and the God that sent him. Jesus makes this clear in John chapter 13, verse 20. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever receives one I send receives me, and whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. That is the God, the Father. This sending, this calling, should be awe-inspiring, whether our individual sending includes a change in geography and culture going to another place like we did for the mission trip or simply a new realization of missional outlook and focus on our lives and work among our neighbors where we live each and every day at the children's home of Lubbock we spent our days in service to the facility and the children that live there each day we work to make life they're easier. Today we need to be done what needed to be done. Some of our words was that things we took off the plate of those others so that they could focus their time on serving the children there more. Some of the work was to save the facility money so that money gets uh, saved could be spent to provide better things for the children there. Throughout the week, as we mowed, painted, ripped out carpet, cleaned, and organized, we lived set people of God. The challenge from the last week was that we are called to live every day of our lives as a sent people of God. Every day on the mission, every day we are sent out, we have been called to live sent. A few junior high mission on a few mission trips before one to Mexico and one all the way to Kazakhstan but I've never been on one to a children's home so I wasn't really sure what to uh, think we all <laughs> saw we saw all the houses that the children live in and even got to help fix one up for some incoming kids I couldn't live without my family we are truly blessed because we got to be around them every because we get to be around them every day and those kids don't this helped me open my eyes and realize all I have, all that I have to be thankful for. 
We washed a ton of cars, painted rooms, a kitchen, a fence, ripped up carpet, and had fun while we worked. We helped any way that we could. We did a lot of work, but that's okay because it's what God wanted us to do while we were there. Live sent, live and be like God. I learned what that means. I learned what that meant while we were there in Lubbock, spreading God's love. The junior high mission trip wasn't exactly what I expected, but it was what God had planned for us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Today, I'm talking about the junior high mission trip to the children's home of Lubbock. This was a very good experience for me since it was my first mission trip that I ever went on. Um, so each morning, we, a select few of us would get up at 5 o'clock a.m. and do a legit workout with James. <laughs> it was good that we were there, too, because he couldn't do it without us. <laughs> After that, we would eat whatever amazing food James made for us for breakfast, then head out to do the chores on the campus like yard work, car washing, grill washing, fence painting, and table cleaning. Up until 12, we would uh, work and then head to lunch, of which James also made. After lunch, we'd go right back to work, and then we would work until dinner time, and then we would eat some more of the food of the James is his food. <laughs> we would play a game after dinner and then go to worship. The worship was really good during the week. We could sing and we would sing in a dark room, and it had a great echo that made us sound like a whole choir. After we would say a prayer, then the boys would head to the storm shelter next door while the girls went to one of the houses and got their own beds and TVs. It's not fair. <laughs> the guys would take showers and either wrestle around or have air mattress fights or throw balls at each other until Chris Mace go to bed at 12 a.m. to 1 a.m and tell some embarrassing stories of himself. <laughs> on Wednesday, the way, on the way to church, we got to drive under a dust slash hail slash lightning slash rainstorm. And Chris got to get hit in the head with hail, which is really bad because Chris doesn't have anything to protect his head. <laughs> the thing that impacted me spiritually was getting to work in the community for the Lord. As it says in James 1.27, religion that, that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after or orphans and, win and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. I feel like we were able to participate in this scripture by helping the children of the children's home. Altogether, it was really fun, and I hope to go back next year. Good job. So when I asked James to come and cook, I, th I thought I was going to be in good shape because I was trying to be good on my diet over the summer, and I knew James was on a diet, but James' idea of dieting is eating like crazy ridiculous food and then getting up at 5 a.m. and working it off. My idea of dieting is doing as little workout as possible and just starving myself. So uh, we had two different philosophies that uh, the food was excellent, though. 
Um, and as Colin explained, you all know why we stuck the boys in a basement and gave the girls their own house. Um, it's much safer for everybody. Uh, the next trip that we went on uh, was our high school mission trip. Uh, and so Brandon Bartlett is going to come up and share about uh, the theme uh, for that week. And then uh, Annabelle Peeler and Trey uh, are going to come up and share the impact. This summer, we told a high school mission trip, mission trip, a to Pensacola, Florida, to serve and minister to the children at the health center. Center is like a boys and girls club or YCA day, day camp. We work we with about 100 kids through this day camp. Each night we will we will get down go downtown and have a devotional different park around with color for our theme for the week was going go to likewise as we live on our lives from that day to the day we shall model ourselves others alive the the Christ taught us the doubt so that we meet might be a Perfection of Christ in the world. So we set out this summer to go and do the Christ. And did Christ did loving and teaching. We have a fantastic week and we made a deep impact on the children and adults that we ministered to through further out out of the way. had the urge to help people and for a long time the most I could really do is hold the door open or pick up something for someone. One day I heard from a friend that their, that their church had a Florida mission trip and I saw an opportunity and I'm glad I took it. This year was my second year going and it was a little more difficult than last year to do because there were some hiccups and planning and stuff. And we got, but when we 
got there, the struggle and effort of putting everything together was worth it. By just getting to see the kids, the kids and how their faces would light up when we would play with them, sing with them, and teach them. Now there were the kids that at first thought that they were too old or too cool for this, but eventually they came around. Something that has really stayed with me though is, that, is the hope that we can set them on the right path. Because there are a lot of kids there that are on the edge of where their life will go, on a bad path or a good path. And I hope that through the power of God, we were able to push them in the right direction. Even outside of the kids at the Cobb Center, I made a lot of good memories, like being at the beach and swimming and joking around about getting eaten by a shark or going out like Steve Irwin. Larry's great cooking, uh, another good memory was Larry's great cooking, whooping up on people at Mancala and worshiping at the chapel in the church that we were staying at, which fun fact was over 100 years old. What I love about this mission trip is that we not only have fun and make memories, but we get to change other people's lives for the better, better and also change our own through God. All right. Pull this up a bit. All right, so over the summer, the high school students in the youth group went on a mission trip to Pensacola, Florida. And it was supposed to be a 10-hour drive, but with a couple of stops it put in it, it was around a 12-hour drive. We had a few setbacks about a week or so before when the church we would usually stay at had their calendar system malfunction, and we couldn't stay with them for the week. So we had to find a new place for the week. We, ha we had to find a new place to stay for the week. And by we, I mean Chris. And by Chris, I mean Sam. Man, our, our interns are really nice. Our interns are great. All right. Um, when Sam finally got a call back from one of the churches, they said they would be glad to house us for the week. But there was one small problem. They didn't have any showers for us, like the other church that we would stay at normally did. So every night, we would go to the local YMCA and shower, which led for many jokes about how fun it was to shower at the YMCA. Um, typically, after taking a shower, we would go down to the bay and, or somewhere else, like in a park, on uh, other nights, and we would have a devotional. At the devotional, there were several different times where I had an aha moment or just felt it connect with me, I guess. Uh, the biggest one was when Chris would talk about how when we get to heaven and the people sitting at the right hand and the left hand of God. Uh, about how the ones at the right hand of God, he would turn to them and say, thank you for all the things you have done to me, and uh, I now send you forward unto my kingdom. And they would ask him, well, where did we help you? And he would say, for anything that you have done to the least of these, you have also done unto me. And then he turns and looks at the people at his left hand, and he says to them, uh, condemn you. Uh, I, whenever I was thirsty, you did not give me something to drink. Whenever I was hungry, you did not give me something to eat. When I sought shelter, you did not house me. And whenever I needed clothes on my back, you gave me nothing to wear. And they asked, when did, I give, when did you give me a chance to give this to you? And, they sa and he said, for anything that you did not do to the least of these, you had not done to me. Now this was just the devotional part of Pensacola. Uh, there was a lot of other big moments like helping out with the kids and we've done several things different than we had in the past years. We had 
a lesson group, a craft group, and a game group this year. Previously, it would be three groups. Each one would have a lesson, a craft, and a game. This year, we went over uh, the story of Elijah and the prophets of Baal, Daniel and the lion's den, and uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I was in the lesson group, and we had puppets and just a typical devotional with the kids. Um, I need to hurry up. So, in each of these stories, there was a little puppet camel that we had, and on the first day it was a dog, and on the second day it was a lion, and on the third day it was uh, a, a lamb. It was a cow. It was a cow for the uh, for Elijah to slay it and sacrifice it to God. Anyway, um, as with the mission trip that I spoke for last year down to Mexico, there were a few girls here that did have a small crush on me. You'll see one of them in the you'll see one of them in the picture that's standing right next to me over here in the play Pensacola shirt. All right. Well, anyway, um, so it was a very fun trip overall. Had a lot of fun. There were a lot of kids. Uh, we beat them in the basketball game. That was great. Doesn't happen often, so. All right, well. Uh, so, yeah, that's about it. Uh, our students did an awesome job uh, as they delivered these lessons for this vacation Bible school that they planned. Uh, and it's, you can always see on Friday uh, when we leave the Cobb Center uh, the deep impact that these students have on the children there. Uh, there's a lot of tears um, that are shed both by our students and by their students there uh, because they don't want the week to end. Um, and the way that our students pour into uh, the children there uh, has been a blessing to see each and every year. Uh, and it was awesome to see the ways that God worked this year to make this trip happen uh, against all of the things that we're trying to make it not happen. Um, so God worked in powerful ways uh, during this week uh, for this trip. Uh, and I know these children were all blessed and I know our students were blessed uh, to be a part of it. Uh, after our mission trips, uh, we went to Camp Bandina. Uh, and so Allie Page is going to come up and talk about the theme uh, for our week at camp. And then Drew Page and Joy Searcy are going to share uh, the impact uh, that that week had on them. Our theme for Camp Bandina this year was Forged. Each day we dug into different ways that God forges us from what we are into what, we, what he would have us to be. Our theme verse for the week was Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. God is a master craftsman. He created the whole universe and everything in it, perfectly designed and balanced. A master has a well-thought-out plan and can see the end result or product in the raw and unformed material. These are the things that we go through in this world that Satan uses to break us down and tear us away from God, to try to make us believe that God has left us and does not care about us. But a master craftsman is fully attentive throughout the process working the material with precision and purpose, 
seeing to every detail. God is fully focused on us at all times and is shaping, forming, and strengthening us in the most attentive and best ways. However, Satan could care less. He wants us weakened, cracked, and fractured. He wants us burned and broken. Satan uses the fires of this world to break us, but God uses the fires of this world to make us. This process is not an easy one for the metal, to be put in the fire and heated to its breaking and melting point, just to be pulled out and taken to the anvil, to be pressed and struck again and again into shape. When the temperature is dropped, still blistering hot but not enough, it's back to the fire. The forging process is a necessary process. It brings life and usefulness to otherwise useless piece of material. You can take a piece of raw metal and you can shape it into a useful tool for a specific need and bring purpose and need to what was just another hunk of metal. In the same way, God is giving us shape and usefulness with purpose. He is making us stronger with a perfect balance of hardness and flexibility so we are able to endure and hold up to the specific tasks and trials that we will walk through in this world. And most importantly, throughout this difficult and sometimes painful process, he is mindful, caring, loving, and has our best interest in mind according to his will. So Camp Bandina is just a great place. Um, the thing that makes Camp Bandina great is the fact that when you're there, you're away from this world that we live in today, and you're away from all the distractions that are in the world that we live in. And it is just us and God. I like camp a lot. Um, when we are there, we make new friends. We get closer to the people in our youth group, and we also, most importantly, get closer to God. Last year, I was not as close to God as I am now. During each lesson in worship, I would just be going through the motions and not really be taking in what was happening before me. Um, this year, I did my best to go all in during worship. And during every single Bible class, I tried to get everything possible I could out of it. In the past year at Camp Bandina, I've been on a spiritual high all week, along with all these other people here could probably say the same thing. Then when I left, that feeling slowly started to fade away. This year was different. Towards the end of the week, I started thinking about the passion that I had had for God all week, and I realized I didn't want it to go away. So either the last night or two nights before we left, uh, we were all down in the amphitheater singing and worshiping, and some people were talking to counselors or their youth ministers. Others were crying and holding their friends. All of a sudden, I felt all of my emotions come over me at once, and I started crying. Then I walked over to Chris, and I told him, eventually, sorry for me to get my words out, but I eventually told him that I wanted to get baptized. So we made plans, and as most of you know, I got baptized last Sunday on the 28th. Since then, I've been trying my hardest to maintain that spiritual high that I had while I was at camp. I've been trying to take time out of my day every single day to be with just God. I'm thankful for Camp Bandina and what it has done in my life, and I'm looking forward to what it will do in the future. And if you have not been to Camp Bandina yet, you should definitely go.
campaign leader, Chris, talked about being forged. I've had some ways I've been forged. One of those ways is I was suicidal. I would cut myself, and that bandina, I met a girl who was also suicidal. At camp, she got a little frustrated and, and anxious, so she was going to dig her fingernails into her, her arm, and so I called her on it and told her, hey, that's not what you need to be doing, and so she stopped. I feel that God put me there at bandina for a reason, and that, and that that was the way he was forging me in her. Besides this friendship that was being forged by God, I also enjoyed swimming with friends and worshiping. Altogether, I have been changed for the better, and I have learned to enjoy my friends and family. Throughout this whole summer, we've been uh, poured into as a student body. Uh, we had a lot of opportunities and a lot of, uh, a lot of ways that we poured into our students and kind of uh, strengthened their, hopefully, strengthened their uh, relationship with God. And so uh, I was also looking for a way to uh, have the students pour out into their community. Uh, Zoe Motsi is a passion project that I've been working on uh, for three or four years now. I started it way back in my hometown. Uh, and what it is is we take... Uh, you know, we take these students and go find a need in our community and take them to go do that uh, without really telling that community that we're going to do that. Uh, it's a way of, you know, having unrecognized service, uh, a way of, you know, this outlet to uh, show the students what it's like to be the body of Christ and to love on people without them realizing that it's you loving on them. Uh, so we took and we, we took them out to, I don't know what neighborhood in Kaufman, uh, somewhere on that map, and went and picked up trash on the side of the road. Uh, it's grueling work. I mean, we're in the heat of the summer. Uh, we'd get there probably, you know, 11 o'clock, start picking up trash, and so sun's being down on our backs. We're getting really hot. We have these gloves on that make your hands smell disgusting when you take them off. It's, uh, it's not fun, uh, and that's not the point. Uh, the point is to till the soil of our community so that it's ready for seed. Uh, and that's the job of the church. You know, that's, that's the job that we've been given uh, by Jesus. That's his calling to us. Uh, so we have this, this term community service uh, that is a punishment given to us by a court. Uh, but this is community service that we, you know, we freely did. Uh, we did without conviction um, outside of just this calling from the Bible. Uh, I'll have Elijah come up here in a second and kind of, give his experience, but I, I hope that his experience kind of reflected the, the goal uh, that is showing our community the service of the body of Christ. So here we go. Well, um, I came very ill-prepared for this, but um, Zoe Monty, it's just been a very fun experience going out and helping others do work that with a team is just so much easier to accomplish and anything from painting a gaga pit to helping Kip get ready for the 4th of July to going picking up trash it's just a great experience whatever you're doing and it's just fun to help the community and go out and serve.
we had a uh, we had a busy summer, but it was a great summer. Uh, our students uh, accomplished a lot. They experienced a lot, uh, and they left uh, their mark on uh, this community. They left their mark on the people uh, that they served, no matter where they were, uh, on our various trips uh, and here in town. Uh, and I cannot be more proud of our students and the work that they've done, the dedication that they've given uh, to uh, everything that they've done this summer is an honor and privilege to minister alongside them each and every day. Uh, and so just want to give them another round of applause for everything they did. Uh, as we close out this morning, um, if there's any way that we can serve you, uh, pray for you, help you in any way, uh, we're going to have a song and invite you, if there's anything we can help you with, uh, to come while we stand and sing. You are holy, and you are mighty, you are worthy, worthy of praise, and I will follow, and I will listen, I will love my days, and I will sing to and worship the King who is worthy, and I will love and adore Him. I will bow down before Him, and I will sing to and worship the King who is worthy, and I will love and adore Him. I will bow down before Him. He's my Prince of Peace, and I will live my life for Him. You are holy, and you are mighty, and you are worthy. Worthy of praise, and I will follow, and I will listen, and I will love you all of my days, and I will sing to and worship the King who is worthy, and I will love and adore Him. I will bow down before Him, and I will seek to and worship the King who is worthy, and I will love and adore Him. I will bow Prince of Peace, and I will live my life for Him. Amen. Uh, you can be seated. Hey, really quickly, before uh, Kent comes and leads us in the Shepherd's Prayer, I was asked to read this, and Kent will include this in the Shepherd's Prayer as well. But. Vicki Milner and Kyle Milner asked me to ask me to read this, and so I want to want to honor that. 
As many of you know, they, they say, about 22 months ago, my world shattered. Uh, Vicki writes, yet, yet again, as I watched my youngest son taken away in handcuffs for, for drug abuse. He's been incarcerated since then, uh, where he was sentenced to five years. During frequent visits with Chad over the almost past almost two years, I've watched him transform from a self-absorbed person who even blamed me for his incar incarceration to a humble young man who now accepts responsibility for his actions and the subsequent consequences. At uh, approximately 10.30 tomorrow morning, our lives will change drastically. Chad is being released from prison on parole and will be coming to live with us. I owe my husband Kyle a debt of gratitude for his support in this endeavor. We're very aware of the many things that could go wrong. However, we're choosing to focus on and pray for all the things we believe will go right. We're uh, killing the fatted calf and welcoming Chad home with open and loving arms, uh, but rest assured that there will be rules with this arrangement. You sweet people have supported me through some of the most difficult days of my life. You've prayed for me and loved me when I was difficult to love at times. I ask you again for your prayers, for Kyle and me, that we, we can show Chad our love and support through the love of Christ and that we can be patient and kind and a good example for him. I also ask for prayers for my son, that he will feel surrounded and protected by God's love and that he will make wise decisions. I also ask that you will love Chad as you have loved us with prayers, love, and support. Along with God's grace, we believe that Chad's life can go in a positive direction. Thank you so much for loving us. Uh, Vicki and Kyle Milner. So I want to ask, uh, as Kent says a prayer in a minute, if you're near uh, the Milners, if you want to surround them, um, and I want to just say that uh, church happened today, and amen. amen, as we heard this very conversational style as our students share from their hearts, and then as we're reminded about the ongoing things that are happening in lives uh, of people that we love who are part of this church family. So, um, and I also want to add, because I don't know if it was mentioned to Kent or as a, as a reminder, but be praying for the group of people that we have, many who are out this morning. A group of our men and some boys went to Whetstone Boys Ranch to serve this weekend and uh, are traveling back today, so let's pray for their safety as well. Barbara Hearn writes, please pray for Ben, uh, who is having cancer surgery in the morning. 